Hello, my precious friends. This is Mindy Joy with Revive Your Soul and also with MindyJoyMinistries.com. And I want to talk about rejection, that I want to encourage you to rejoice over rejection. And that might sound crazy because a lot of times when people go to the therapist and they're on the therapist chair or couch or whatever, a lot of what they're sharing about is being rejected being rejected by man, being rejected by a parent, being rejected by a brother. They didn't get into the college they wanted to get into. They rejected themselves. You know, we reject ourselves sometimes and think, I'm not even going to, you know, try for that or, um, you know, I'm just going to stay home. Um, What's the use? I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I messed up. Blah, 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 blah. All that mumbo jumbo that we do to ourselves because of lies, because of, because there is, God did not create a caste system where there's, um, where some people were just born unworthy. You know, we make choices and some things happen and some people give themselves over to doing horrible acts, you know, that's a whole other story. But I'm talking about when you're really, you know, trying, and you're just stuck, stuck in rejection. And I've been there. And it it can make you timid, it can make you angry, every depending on what kind of temperament you have, your um, individual background, it, it can either make you aggressive, it can make you a fighter, it can make you somebody who just retreats from any confrontation. It can make you overambitious, or it can make you um, just stay very complacent. So, um, but I want to talk about other aspects of rejection and just really, if you could just stay with me here and we can just visit this topic together. So in my time this morning um, with the Lord, I was reading um, for Samuel, I think it was the last three or four chapters in Luke 21. And that's, that's what came to me was rejection. And I saw how rejection can be a good thing and how I looked at my own life. And it was like, my goodness, you know, if those friends when I was in junior high had not rejected me, then I would have not pursued other things. I would not, I would have just stayed in a bubble. I would have not explored um, other, you know, social um social cultures or whatever i i would have just kind of stayed locked in with like a uh uh you know what is that called like a small mind mentality of just being around one people group and and just you know kind of like what are they i can't think of the name but anyways i think you all know what i'm talking about um if I had not been rejected, let's just make it real by certain boyfriends. Oh my goodness, I don't even want to think, you know, um, where I'd be now because it's like, you know, some of them turned out to be drug addicts or, you know, would it maybe taken me down with them. Um, if I had not been rejected by certain teachers, I would have not or have pursued, um, you know, studying what I was really meant to study was the music and the voice and 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 even in that, you know, even in in being um rejected in some areas. I remember my first year of college I auditioned for the vocal department 
And the teacher said, um, I'm sorry, but you absolutely have no voice. She was um, Southern. And I just broke down crying because I knew I could sing and I was nervous. And I had even been, had some classical training in high school and I just hadn't had it for a while. So what came out was just my natural voice with no operatic singing from the diaphragm or anything. It was probably hilarious in some ways, but at the time I couldn't hold it back. I just started crying and she started crying. So she said, well, you know, I understand that, you know, she said, just, you know, work real hard. I mean, it didn't change anything, but I had that kind of crying. I was a baby at the time, you know, where you kind of start to like hiccup, like you're trying to hold it back and it's, it makes it even worse. And <laughs> it's just humiliating that you're about to break down crying. And I did that at, I think I was 18 years old. I'm not that person anymore. I'm pretty tough. But anyways, you know, at the time, so it, I did study really hard. I, I wasn't, I didn't even really have expectations, but I just knew, I just knew I could sing. I knew I was a singer and it wasn't like, I thought, well, maybe they'll accept me. I just was taken, not even on purpose, but I was taking a day at a time. I was good at piano. I was studying piano. I was studying dance. You know, this was who I was. And so anyways, um, when it came to what they call jury during um when you you're being graded as a vocal as a music um as a music major you perform you know you don't write a written exam but you you do that too with like music history and things like that but a lot of it is performance before a jury of professors and teachers and so anyways i i performed and and she was blown away and I didn't even see it. It was like, you know, um, like I saw myself as a caterpillar. I didn't know that I had turned into a butterfly. I had worked really hard, and she was amazed at my voice. And she said, I don't normally do this. Um, I don't take on freshmen as students because she was the head of the department. And she said, I see a gift in you, basically. I don't remember her exact words, but I'm taking you personally under my wing as my student. So what turned out to be not even accepted as a voice major, now the head of the department who doesn't take freshmen is taking me personally to be a voice student. And um, the teacher who I was working with, who wasn't really very kind to me, um, you know, he didn't show that he believed in me a lot, but I just gleaned from all his knowledge and wisdom and vocal leases and how he said to approach the pieces and all those things we do as vocalists, how you sing um, from your diaphragm, you pretty much choreograph your face, the position of your eyebrows, your posture, everything. And I was doing it like a soldier, like whatever they told me, I just, you know, did it. And so she took me from him and said, no, she's going to be my voice teacher. And um, I did wind up, you know, growing as a voice student, not only classically, but in R&B music and jazz music. I started composing and um, and nobody really um, had faith in me. And I wound up won winning uh, talent scholarships. So that was like a happy story of rejection. But, you know, even currently, like there's um, some people that I would have longed to um, befriend. I thought I was supposed to befriend certain people. I thought that I just see so much potential in them. And if I would love to mentor them or in any, you know, certain things, I just know that I could, you know, be a help to them in different areas of their life, but they don't want it, you know, they don't want it or, you know, and, and I realized 
as time goes by and those things happen or um, that though it's painful um, or even people I, I thought were going to be in my life forever and they just they just weren't like they you know some of them just repelled from me whatever and I look at those people now and I see that it all turned out to be a wonderful thing like every single time and Sometimes, you know, you could rejoice over rejection because you don't understand everything that's in that person. And that's not to say you're superior to everybody who's rejected you, but they're going into a, into a direction that God doesn't necessarily want you to go. And even if it looks like a good thing, and maybe it is a good thing, like for them, they were to go in, into that direction or that field or um, pursue that thing. But God had something different for you. He wanted you to be an individual. He, You would have been unhappy whether it was that career that you were rejected from or whether um, it was that group of people who, if you would have gotten real close to them, you would have realized there were some habits and thought patterns and bitterness that you didn't need to follow and be part of. Um, and that God had something else greater for you. And you know what the greatest thing is? You know what the most wonderful thing is? That you come to a point that you don't need anybody to accept you, that you start to cultivate a relationship with the Lord, and you can hear from him for yourself, and you know that you know what you're supposed to do. And I, I came to that. I, I was um, about the biggest baby you could ever meet when it came to you know, rejection and wanting to be accepted by people. And I was the, um, I was that stereotype young girl that sought love in all the wrong places, you know, to an umph degree um, and put myself in situations and dangerous situations that led to um, abuse and rape and things like that. I don't really want to ever sensationalize that or ever talk about that in detail. That's just me. That's how I'm, lo- I'm led. But I just want to say it was very extreme with me, led me to, um, before I was 16 years old, having a suicide attempt and, you know, crazy, 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 crazy. I'm not that person anymore. She's dead. I don't even, you know, I mean, that person's dead, but I do remember her in the way, in the good way that I need to, because I understand and empathize what the people, you know, what, what it's like to be a cutter, what it's like to want to take your life, what it's like to feel like there's not one soul who cares. You know, I know what it's like to, um, to feel like that. And therefore, it gives me a compassion and a heart and a, um, a fire to want to see other people that um you know, other people that I, I don't even know yet, you know, I, I don't, I just wish I could, you know, reach somebody who's, you know, again, you know, reaching for the knives to cut themselves or thinking of suicide or incarcerated, you know, I, I want to reach those souls, I want to reach those who have been discarded, and, you know, thought of as, um, you know, just worthless, because there is no such thing as a worthless human. It's just, it just doesn't exist, not in the kingdom of God. Let's just say it that way, maybe with people, but it does not exist um, in the one who is created everything. And so I just want to, you know, leave this with you. There's so much to say about rejection. And I, and if you don't, you know, remember anything else, you know, what I heard, um, Somebody say last Monday night uh, during a ministry, um, Sister Georgia Horton, she said, you know, people used to come up with her and just 
she's a trauma ex, you know, she's a trauma specialist and she's um, ministered to people um, probably like on death row, you know, but in, in the prison system, things that, you know, people who have, let's just say murder, I, I won't go into detail, but have, you know, done things. And she would say, can God forgive even me? You know, can, can your God forgive me? And she had one answer, a bellowing answer. Yes, there's nothing we can do, you know, even when we rejected ourselves, that we can forgive ourselves like of that. We can, re- we can forgive those who rejected us because guess what? This world is huge of opportunities. I'm not talking like some political or social thing or anything like that, but just common sense. There's a lot of people in this world. There's a lot of things in this world. If you were rejected from one career or one job, or you went into foreclosure with your home, or you lost everything, I mean, look around. There's a whole lot of houses. If your car was repossessed, there's a whole lot of cars out there. You know, there's a chance to pick yourself up and, um, you know, start over again. Um, what's that song that was in the 90s? You know, at first, if, you, if at first you don't succeed, brush yourself off and try again. You know, you can brush it off and try again. Um, So anyways, you know, I just want to encourage you. It's not the end of the world if you're rejected. There's other people who will celebrate you. There's other people who need you, who need your friendship. You know, there's other talents that you don't even realize you have that God wants you to pursue. There's, um, There's other mentors who God has that are just, you know, right for you. There's people... Um, you know, there's other careers that are going to make you so much happier. There's another group of friends, you know, there's another city, there's another place, there's another way to think. Don't keep ruminating on the people who rejected you. You don't know what you've been saved from. You have no idea what's going to happen to them later, or that, um, that what's really going on behind closed doors. You don't know, and you don't want to be taken down that path. You don't want to be around maybe toxicity that you don't even see. And, you know, I'm just going to end with this one story that somebody shared with me, and she wanted to volunteer to work in a hospice, and that was so in her heart. And um, the person who was head of it said, you know, just kind of looked at her like she was dirt, like, you know, we don't need you here. And, you know, she was hurt. Well, the very next day, I believe it was the very next day, she found out that they, that woman and a whole lot of her staff were arrested because they were um, stealing the medications and not, they were neglecting the patients in that hospice. And had she been around that, you know, she would have been questioned too. So God was just protecting her. So I just want to... Um, you know, I just want to leave you with a few things. Anything is forgivable. If you, you know, um, I didn't write this down, but I, this is just going to be, I'm just shooting from the hip here because I really, really want you to get this. Rejoice over your rejection. Rejoice over your rejection. Even where you've rejected yourself, there's nothing that you could have done that's, um, not, um, forgivable. And there's, you know, at least in God's eyes and, and there's, um, there's also nothing dead that can't be revived. Any, you know, dream that you think you killed, um, your bank accounts low. I don't care what the economy is. I mean, you don't think that there's people thriving even during this time. There's people thriving. Come on, you know, and, um, 
you know, there's, I don't really see too many people in our nation starving. I mean, I, I don't mean to be like weird or anything, but even, uh, you know, I can really say the majority of homeless people that I see are even overweight. So there's no lack of food. Okay. So, um, that's a whole other thing, but, um, you know, even if you're one of those people or in a homeless situation, it's just for today. I'm just going to get into prayer because I seem to flow better when I pray. So, Father, I thank you for everybody listening to um, to this message today that I'm going to first start with those that are homeless. And um, I, I just want to speak to you if you're in that situation. You know, I, I just pray. I, I already know of some places that are magnificent and your life can start all over again. And God knows the part that wasn't your fault at all. God knows the gifts that are in you. God knows the dreams that you had, and it was never for this. God knows the danger in you right now. So first of all, I want to pray for um, all my sisters and brothers that um, are maybe on the streets right now. Um, I want to pray for not just shelter, not just a bunk or anything, but that somebody would just take you in something somewhere and just see all the potential in you, and you will be given that grace, that mercy, that that chance to be taken in um, and and that the gifts that are in you will be will be um, trained, perfected. Um, that you will have not only um, housing but wonderful housing. That um, oh my goodness, if you have children right now, that this is that there's greatness in them. There's greatness in them, and that they're going to have a, a beautiful future in spite of this. And this is going to be part of their testimony. So I pray for those who want shelter, those who are seeking. Um, those who are seeking for help and want help, that they would get the help, not tomorrow, today, 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 I'm declaring it today in Jesus' name. I want to pray for every single person who's thinking about going back into their addiction because life is just too painful, whatever that is, putting the needle back in their arm, um, you know, going back to drinking, going back to cutting, um, going back to um, anything that is abusive, you know, you want to, um, you know, anorexics, um, you know, relapsing in that, relapsing in, you know, going back to um, binge eating, binge eating and, you know, purging all of that. I just bind that in Jesus name. I just pray for um, all those people that you would just stop. You would just look up to where your help comes from. You would just realize all that is a lie. You're queens, you're kings. You have a beautiful future ahead of you just because you can't see it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that it's not true. Do you see um, do you see the, uh, can you, you know, see the moon right now? Um, if it's daytime, no, but you know, the moon is going to come out. Can you see the sun right now? If it's nighttime, no, but just to show you've never doubted that the sun was going to come up, come up in the morning. Even if it's a hazy day, you know, the sun exists. So, um, just have faith, just have faith in the sun, in the son of God, Jesus Christ. So just have faith, just keep going. God sees it. God, he's smiling on you. He's smiling on you right now. So I want to just pray for everybody in ministry, in ministry. Hello, in ministry, if you've been rejected, God called you. God called you. And how much more glorious if you've been rejected and you're in ministry because God himself will elevate you. And you're going to have um, a ministry that's unique. You're going to be, that makes you a pioneer. That makes you a pioneer, my brother and sister. If you've been, re if you're in ministry and you're, re you're dealing with rejection, that's because God, 
God doesn't want you to receive your calling from man. He wants to, I'm not saying to be, to go beyond the order, you know, of, of being disrespectful to those who have been called to mentor you, but God, God himself wants to be that mentor in your life and not to put man before him and man's acceptance before him. So you're being trained, you're being, um, you are being trained and equipped in a beautiful way. Remember, all the gifts come from him. All the gifts come from him. So um, singers, if you're being rejected, you heard my story. Um, just in the name of Jesus, I just proclaim, um, don't let that silence you. Those who especially been called to um, proclaim the gospel, proclaim good news, have songs of inspiration, don't let that stop you. And any, if you, if you know that you've been called to be a doctor, if you know that you've been called to be a teacher, just brush yourself off and try again. If you've been rejected from one school, try another, try another. There is something, somebody out there that is going to help you, but don't, don't give up. Keep knocking on doors, keep seeking and something will be opened. So I just want to encourage you today, rejoice in rejection because like my late husband used to say, um, you keep looking at one door and, and lamenting over one door that's been closed, but there's doors that God has of opportunity, of blessing, of finances, of, um, position of, um, love. There's, um, you know, all my single ladies out there, there's been, you know, there's opportunity, you know, you keep looking at the guy who rejected you or the husband that abandoned you, um, the father that abandoned you, but there's, um, but you don't see what God sees that God has somebody for you. So don't, you know, there's, um, there's in a sense doors that you don't see that will be open for you in every category. So just be blessed, rejoice, rejoice in rejection, rejoice in rejection, rejoice in rejection. It very, very likely is for a good reason. Celebrate yourself today. Know you are loved. Um, you're not, you know, don't keep calling yourself an addict. Don't call yourself a loser. You're a queen, you're a king, and so arise, revive, and keep moving, keep moving, put one foot in front of the other. There's somebody who does see that you're chosen, you're royal, you're holy, you're unique for good reason, child of God, and go forth with your beautiful self in Jesus' name, and I'm out.